The Arizona Coyotes have dropped another game, falling 5-3 to the Winnipeg Jets last night. I'm going to be talking about that and more on today's episode of Locked on Coyotes. You're Locked on Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Coyotes. I am your host, Carl Pavlak. Unfortunately, it's going to be just me today. Uh, Robin is still out dealing with some personal issues. She will hopefully be back later this week. Uh, Before we get started, I do want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day. And I want to thank our title sponsor today, Bet Online. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That online where the game starts. So yeah, I just want to briefly talk about the the Coyotes game last night. Uh, they fell, well, not last night. It was an afternoon game, which in general I'm in favor of. Afternoon games are really nice. Um, you get a real good chance of getting like everything done early and and still having your night. So if the Coyotes lost, you know, you didn't ruin your entire night. You're not going to bed thinking about that. It's kind of nice, especially for a team this season. Uh, But they did fall. They fell (sighs) 5-3. Not one of their worst losses. Uh, Let's be clear. Uh, The Coyotes are definitely a not good team. The Winnipeg Jets are a slightly better not good team. So it it was pretty unlikely that the Coyotes were going to win this one, even though they did win the the previous game against the, what was it, the the, uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Sorry, I completely blanked on that one. That that was definitely a a one-off. But, you know, there, there was... There was definitely some good things that we saw last night. Uh, First and foremost, the Barrett Hayton goal was just phenomenal. I'm sure you have already seen a video of it on Twitter, on social media. It's popped up in my news feed. It is just a classic move by Barrett Hayton. One of the reasons why the team drafted him fifth overall uh, was because hopefully he would be able to do things like that while providing a solid defensive core. And I mean, I'm not saying that Hayton's development has been perfect. It's definitely been hampered by injuries, but he's looked better. Uh, He has definitely improved this season, spent all year or most of the year with the Coyotes. Uh, I believe he, he briefly went down to Tucson to start out. Um, sure he's been dealing with uh, an injury which kind of sidelined him for a couple games but he's looked solid and um, that goal was definitely hopefully the start of of more that we can see from him um also really good thing uh he uh assisted on nick ritchie's first goal as a coyote uh nick ritchie was acquired not too long ago wasn't really able to play um on last Wednesday when the team faced off against the Kings. Uh, definitely you know, missed him a little bit in that game. Uh, but he you know, made his debut, was it Friday against the Golden Knights? Let me just check to be sure on that. Uh, Richie, yep, it was Friday against the Golden Knights. Got his first... Um, 
goal as a Coyote last Sunday. What a goal. Uh, gave the Coyotes a nice 3-2 lead uh, going into the third period. Did everything right. Uh, so, yeah, it was great to see Richie get rewarded. Also kind of surprising. I'm, I'm looking at the score sheet right now. Uh, Louis Erickson had two points. Um, he is definitely a, a player that I, I, I don't want to say anything poor about because his fan base is rather rabid. Um, but he has been a little bit slower this season, which isn't too surprising when the Coyotes acquired veterans like Louis Erickson. Um, you know, there wasn't really this belief that they were going to come in and light the world on fire, but you know, more provide that kind of veteran leadership, do what they can offensively, but but not really push things too big. And the Coyotes have definitely gotten that from Richie. He is providing that, or from Louis Erickson, he is providing that veteran leadership. Uh, he is hopefully, uh, you know, keeping things calm in the locker room, telling team, you know, telling the young guys like Hayton, like, hey, yeah, we've done, we've been here before. Um, but you know, it, it is great to see him get rewarded offensively, two assists, and uh, he has eleven points in fifty-three games, which is yeah, uh, fifty-three games this season so far. Erickson has played only 44 of them. Goal and 11 assists, I'd say that's pretty much what what we should have been expecting for Louis Erickson, you know, that kind of pace. Um, also, so quite a bit surprising. This was the, I think, fourth straight game that Scott Wedgwood started. Again, let me just confirm that. Uh, yep. He, um, he has been playing the starting role since the February 20th game against the Dallas Stars. Um, I can I can understand the logic of this uh, because, you know, he is the more experienced player. He's been playing well, even in losses, um, like the the game he played against the, the Los Angeles Kings. It's tough to really blame him too much for that one. Um but he's been solid. He's got the team uh, two wins since uh, since returning from injury. So I, I can understand why uh, Coach Chernier is is having him go now. I, I do think that we will see Vimelka again soon. Um, the Coyotes don't have an, a lot of back-to-backs coming up yet. So that's good. Midway through the month of March, though, that's when they're going to start getting some. Uh, they're going to be playing the Ottawa Senators and Montreal Canadiens on the road. Uh, that should be a fun, fun series. If not, you know, only so we can see the Coyotes potentially be favorites again in a game. Uh, I think that's only happened the time they played Montreal. Uh, but who knows if that will happen against uh, Ottawa because they're they're coming up this Saturday. Uh, but I'm going to talk a little bit more about this game, uh, a little bit more about what happened, kind of how things went. But first, we do need to take a quick break, give you some messages from our sponsors. And the first one is from our friends at Built Bar. And the message from Built Bar is, have you tried the puffs? If not, you're really missing out. The puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamony churro. You got the coconut marshmallow and the banana cream pie. So good. You're going to find one that'll be your favorite. Personally, I'm a big fan of the banana cream pie. I like 
banana cream pie in general. I think it's one of the more underrated pies. It's uh, great to see it in built bar form and in puff form as well. Uh, the puffs are low calorie, high in protein. If you have a candy bar every once in a while, just replace it with a build bar. And what I want you to do is go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. And we're back. Thank you, everyone, for joining me. I am Carl Pavlock. Uh, just going to be me today. No guests. Uh, unfortunately, no Robin. She will hopefully be back later this week. Like I said, currently dealing with some family issues. And I do just want to finish talking about the game yesterday because uh, it was unfortunate to see the Coyotes fall apart in the third period. I am not sure if that counts as a third period collapse. Um, The Coyotes collapses have been rather infamous all season, but they tend to be, you know, three goals given up in quick succession. Um, Blake Wheeler got his seventh uh, from Statsny, and Kyle Connor got his 31st from Shnechnikov. Apologies if I mispronounced that name, Um, but that's just two. Um, It's not necessarily a full collapse yet. It's more of a third period stumble. Let's go with stumble. Um, And the Coyotes weren't really like, out of it for that they definitely still look like they could come back uh they kept the shots pretty close which was uh a good thing pretty much all game uh the jets did outshoot the coyotes 38 to 29 um but for most of it like first period they were only outshot 10 to 9 third period 17 to 14 so they're they're keeping tight, um, but unfortunately they couldn't make anything happen with the extra attacker with the pulled goalie. Um, we have actually seen uh, Bear pull goaltenders pretty early on. Uh, I think what was it? Uh, the Los Angeles game, he may have pulled him with over three minutes left, which was yeah, definitely something that you don't see too often. Uh, but this time, uh, Wedgwood looks like he played most of it, like a couple of seconds at the end. Just really unfortunate. Uh, I, I feel like the Coyotes have these games a lot where they are staying involved, but they just can't get that next push. And they really did need to have a good third period. Uh, a one-goal lead against a team like the Jets is, is not going to be enough. Like look at Kyle Connor specifically. He got two goals uh, in the game and now has 32 goals on the season. That's just insane. You cannot allow a player like Kyle Connor to just kind of roam free and do whatever he wants to do because he's going to make you pay. And he definitely made the coyotes pay um, getting the eventual game winner. And then that final one, just to kind of, put the nail in the coffin. Um, But we did also see, you know, some good spots. I I thought the second period avoiding that collapse, that's good. The, the coyotes, you know, they're going to give, give things up on one period or during one period, but they, you know, they're, they're at least pushing it 
back from the second. They're having that good kind of response, which is something that the team needs. Uh, I, I'm not entirely sure why the, the team has collapsed so often. It's it's definitely probably a couple of factors, but the biggest always seemed to be um, you know the team gets stuck in their head, which thankfully they didn't do, and they're unprepared for kind of a major push, um, which we saw you know, we see game after game that you know they'll survive the first period, which uh, survive is a good word for it because they they have been you know pretty cold for, for most first periods, and then they'll you know. The second period, the other team will make adjustments, and they're just not able to respond well to those. Uh, I don't know if it's a if it's a preparation thing. I don't know if it's a talent thing. I don't know if it's a coaching thing. But it seems to have you know resolved itself for now. There's still plenty of games left in the season, so I'm not sure if it's completely gone. But for you know for now at least, the Coyotes are at least doing okay in the second. Um, they just need to find a way to play a, a full, complete game. Uh, also, just get the power play going. That was a non-factor in the last game. There was only, uh, what, two penalty or sorry, there were uh, three penalties called. No actual power plays, though, um, because the... Uh, uh, the other one, there was two matching late in the second period, and then Colin Chanak got a holding on a breakaway, which led to a penalty shot. So, yeah, they didn't have a chance to get anything going on the power play, which is unfortunate. Just in general, the Coyotes, they always need to be working on the power play. Um, but, you know, that is it for, for last afternoon's game i almost said last night it was not at night it was at two um i'm gonna be talking about one more thing uh but first another quick word from our sponsors this time from our friends at bound line bound line wants you to know that while football may be over this season basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops for all the latest odds totals player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Uh, and it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right down to Olympic coverage and information. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And again, this is Carl Pavlock joining you for a solo episode. Uh, just kind of wanted to talk about last night's game. And one other thing that we just haven't really had a chance to talk to about, I'm sure that once Robin returns, we will go into a little bit more detail about this, uh, especially because she is very familiar with the player. Um, but for now, I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about Dyson Mayo because he just signed us uh, a three-year contract, which is great. Dyson Mayo is one of the Coyotes' many young defensemen who have really stepped up in this time. Uh, they've, he's been given an opportunity to play, and he is playing. Um, he is playing really well. Uh, I do not believe he had a point in his last game, uh, but he's played 44 games this season, three goals, three assists. Um and that's in his first season in the NHL, which is, you know, a pretty 
phenomenal first year for him. Uh, he is 25 years old and a native of Victoria, B.C. Hey, uh, fun fact, when I worked for the Harlem Globetrotters, I did group ticket sales, and one of them, I believe, was in Victoria. So that's pretty cool. Um, sorry, uh, closed cap friendly. So let me see if I can get some details on his contract. Uh, three years, uh, listed at 2850000 Yeah, right below $3 million. Pretty nice. Uh, gonna have a cap hit of 950000 all three years. Eh, respectable. Uh, this was his, uh, looks like fourth contract. Uh, in initially signed, oh, blast from the past right here. Don Maloney signed... Uh, Dyson Mayo to his entry level contract. Ah, that's been a while since I've heard that uh, that name. Drafted in the fifth round, 133 overall. Uh, he has signed two years since then uh, with John Chaka. Both, you know, pretty low low hit, low kind of salary. Uh, I believe they were also two way deals. So. Yeah, makes sense for a guy who's spending most of his time in the in Tucson as a roadrunner. Uh, but this is you know a big signing for him. Three years, he's going to be with the team long term. One of the few players who are signed past this pat uh, this last year, um, Dyson Mayo is, and will be a uh, unrestricted free agent when his you know deal comes to an end. Uh, I think this is a great great deal for the Coyotes. Dyson Mayo has really stepped up uh, this past season, his first in the NHL, and he has shown that he is able to kind of contend. Uh, he is pretty firmly grabbed onto a spot and is not letting go. He'll get scratched every once in a while, but you know, not really too much. Uh, definitely is a valuable player. Uh, I think that the reason the Coyotes were comfortable trading Ilya Labushkin was part in part because players like Dyson Mayo are stepping up and showing what they can do. Um, and I think that he is, you know, destined to be with the team for a long time. Um, and I, I am interested to see what his role is going to continue to be uh, because there's, there's plenty of opportunity available for younger guys like Dyson Mayo. That's just one of the great things about a rebuilding team. And we're seeing it with, you know, bigger names like Shane Goss's bear. We're seeing it with Clayton Keller this year. If you have the drive, if you have the skill, the opportunity is there. This isn't like some of the other pack teams where like, you just, you know, you'll have a guy, you think they could be good, but there's just no room in the, in the lineup for him. Coyotes have all the room in the world. So it, it, it's definitely one of those things where Mayo is able to step up. Seeing this deal, I, it does make me think what is going to happen with some of the other Coyotes players. Like um, Kyle Capobianco is a name that really stands out to me. He signed a one-year deal. Um, he's a pending restricted free agent. Uh, looks like, but he hasn't really impressed in the same way that Mayo has. Uh, Mayo, I mean, let's just 
let's be fair, Mayo is one year older, a little bit further along in development, so that makes sense. But Capobianco has had all the opportunities in the world um, with the Coyotes this year. Granted, he has had to deal with some injuries, but he, he's seen players like Yanis Mosier come up and, and take a spot from him. He has seen Dyson Mayo take a spot. And as I mentioned earlier, Vladislav Kolyanchenok, um has been up for a couple games. He was just drafted last, or no, he was uh, acquired as part of a trade. I always think that we drafted him for some reason. Um, but he was acquired from the, the Florida Panthers. I, I don't really think anyone is really expecting him to, to come up and, and and be on an NHL roster, but he's already played seven games. Uh, I think that that is just going to continue. So, you know, good for, good for Mayo, but this is also going to be putting some pressure on, you know, some of the other players, which is great. Like they need that kind of motivation. Um, They need to think that, you know, especially for a player like uh, Capo Bianco, I I feel like he needs to have a guy who's like chomping at the bit to kind of motivate him more. Um, You know, don't make it like completely unattainable, but definitely make sure that he has proper motivation. Uh, But that's it. Like I said, uh, this one's kind of short. Uh, Just wanted to talk about last game, talk about Dyson Mayo. Uh, We will hopefully be talking a little bit more about him later. Uh, Hopefully Robin will be able to provide some um, stories watching him with the Tucson Roadrunners. That'd be great. Would really like to get kind of her perspective on how uh, Mayo has evolved over the years. Uh, If you're interested in more uh, Locked On content, check out our Fantasy Hockey podcast. That is definitely a good one for you to to give a listen uh you can follow the podcast online we are on twitter at lo underscore coyotes we are also on facebook instagram uh available pretty much anywhere you can get your podcast stitcher apple Podcasts, google google oh you know where to find podcasts uh if you're watching we're on youtube as well so feel free to to like and subscribe there uh you can follow me at carl pavlock ffh i want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening hope everyone has a great rest of your day hope everyone stands safe out there and don't forget to howl on